I want to start off by saying I'm a 19-year-old male, and the story took place on Christmas of 2020. For some quick background information, I live in a city on the southern border of Texas and Mexico. There's never anything to do around here except driving around and cruising with the music blasting really loud. There's an abandoned hospital in my city in which I had never been to. I've always been one to be fascinated by ghosts, although they do scare me. I find it quite interesting that there's another form of life that we can't see, yet somehow feel. On this particular night of December 25th, 2020, Christmas, myself and two friends who all call P&L decided to go visit the well-known abandoned hospital in my city. I know, right? What a day to go visit a possibly haunted building. We were all a bit scared considering it was already late and pretty dark outside, and we didn't know what types of things we would find in there. Had there been homeless people living there who wanted to attack us, what were one average built guy and two girls really going to do? Anyways, at some point after sitting outside parked for a while, he said, We should just go on in. It's getting darker outside. It's now or never. We finally decided to get off and just go for it. We hesitated the walk to the fence that had ripped an opening in the corner of it to get in when all of a sudden we see three teenage boys walking out of the fence. Now keep in mind, this is in the southern part of my city, usually what people would consider the ghetto and where most of the crime in our city tends to go down at. We weren't sure if we should approach them or not because we didn't know if they had any sort of weapon on them, yet they saw us and shouted, Hey! Y'all coming in here? To which I replied, Uh, yeah we are. Why, is something wrong? The oldest looking one from the group spoke up and then said, No, we just came from there. It's just about the same as it's always been. We can show you around if you guys would like. We know our way pretty well around in there. As he then chuckled, We also like to play hide and seek in there sometimes. He mentioned, I didn't know if I should trust these guys because I had no idea who the hell they were and they wanted to give me P&L a tour of this creepy abandoned hospital. And something just didn't seem right. But yet somehow their company made me feel safer. That way if something were to happen it would be one against six or however it may be. Nonetheless, I felt more at ease knowing we had more people with us. He once again asked, so, did you guys want us to show you around, or did you want to go in alone? We reluctantly agreed to have him show us around, considering we didn't know the place at all, and could possibly get lost, and all we had was the flashlight coming from our phones. The three guys seemed normal. They talked to us like friends and were giving us some details and backstories of the weird hospital as we walked around the various locations of the building. Eventually, we went to the basement, which just so happened to be where the morgue is. Now, I don't want to over-exaggerate, but it was much colder in that room than it was in the whole hospital. And I know what you're probably thinking. Well, yeah, it's going to be cold because it was Christmas. But my city never gets cold. As a matter of fact, I was wearing a short sleeve and some shorts because it was like 80 degrees Fahrenheit. But upon walking into the morgue, it was significantly much colder. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up and I was getting this weird feeling that we had to go. This all sounds super cliche, I know, but I promise this is not made up. We left the morgue after I told my friends that we had to get out of there, 
and we continued walking around the building and floors. We explored each and every room from the bottom floor to the top floor in hopes that we'd find something interesting. We got some old medical files. In the operating rooms, there were some cabinets filled with outdated medications, surgical tools, and there was even a Polaroid picture of one of the surgeons mid-surgery posted up on the wooden door. After searching each room from the first to fourth floor, it was now time to go to the fifth floor, and that just so happened to be on the pediatrics floor. Taking the stairs to the fifth floor, I got a cold of gust wind, and I suddenly freaked out. But I was all calmed down when I noticed one of the windows was broken, and there was a slight breeze coming in from the outside. I took a deep breath and continued walking. My friend Dell was scared for her life, and she was holding my hand as we walked. He was up front making conversation with the three guys and listening to all the stories they had to say about the weird place. All of a sudden, Ellen asked me, Did you hear that? I then replied back, El, shut up. You're just trying to scare me. To which he then replied with, No, I'm serious. Listen. I perked up my head like a dog, and I was staring into the dark hallway in hopes I would hear what she was talking about. I heard it. It was a small thud, but loud enough to hear it. I pointed my phone flashlight in that direction as an instinctive move, but was met with silence. I turned back to L and then said, It's probably just the wind making the door hit the door frame. She turned to me with a pale face and then said, There's someone there. Where? I said. All of a sudden, he and the three guys all come running screaming from the other side of the hallway, saying that there's someone there. We all just stood there in silence for about 15 seconds, not knowing where to run or what to do if we didn't want to get caught for trespassing. As we stood there in silence, the doors to all the patients' rooms started slamming one by one. I had never ran so fast in my life down the stairs past the broken glass and lights and pieces of the roof caved in. The six of us ran as fast as we could out of the building, and P.L. and I all ran back to my car, while the three guys ran back to wherever they came from. We all just sat in silence in my car in shock and disbelief of what just really happened. I couldn't even bring myself to start the car. Was our mind playing games on us? It couldn't have been. We all saw and heard the same exact things. I then quickly snapped out of it, turned on the car, put it in drive, and sped the hell out of there. We drove in silence on the way home, and I dropped them off, and we never spoke a word about it again. I had never experienced something like that in my life, and it hasn't happened since that day. I can't really tell you if what I saw and heard was paranormal, but it sure did seem like it. I am never going to step foot in that building again. Stay safe out there, kids. I've never really been one to believe in psychic premonitions per se. While I am superstitious, I do believe in the barrier between our world and the next. I also believe that our ancestors are with us, guiding and watching us. Maybe this story is why I'm so solid in that belief. See, I was born in Saginaw, Michigan. My older brother Kino and I came down to San Antonio when he was six and I was four. My mom's father had just passed and she wanted to be home with her family, or something like that. I couldn't really tell you for sure. I was very small at the time and my memories from then are blurry at best. 
Being on the spectrum, my sensory input is what triggers my memories from that young. For context, I can tell you that we were living with my great-grandmother. Her house was the equivalent of two houses put together and attached by a long, narrow hallway. The house had three entrances to the side of it. The first entrance led to my great-grandparents' room, which was about the size of two whole bedrooms and had a bathroom in it. The second entrance led to the living room, dining room, and kitchen. It was big enough to hold maybe 10 to 15 people, and they could all sit somewhere. You'd open the second entrance and would be in the living room. Then you'd see the kitchen that was separated by a wall that people come and go to the kitchen from either side. The kitchen on the left led to my grandparents' room, and the entrance to the right was always covered by a curtain, led to the narrow hallway. In the hallway were two bedrooms across from one another. Then it led to another big room that the third entrance of the house opened to. Towards the back of the room was a second restroom and a door that led to another decently sized bedroom. At the time, my mom, Tia, and my uncle and his wife and two boys were all staying at that house. In the two rooms that were in the narrow hallway was my grandmother, and in the room across from her was my Tia, Drea. My mom slept with my brother, cousins, and I in the decently sized room that the third entrance led to, and my cousin slept with us. My uncle and his wife got the last room. On Christmas Eve, when I was about five or six, I was sleeping next to my brother when I felt someone come into the room. I had heard the curtain slide. Being little and warm, I dismissed it as someone needing to go to the restroom or something. I felt myself drift off again and then I felt a big warm hand stroking my hair. Miha. It was an accented voice that I didn't recognize. For some reason, I wasn't scared. I didn't think to wake up my brother. Instead, I opened my eyes, and I saw my grandpa Santos Jr. He was staring at me. I couldn't really see his face, but the outline of his shirt was lighter against the shadow, so I guess it was white. I remember thinking how tall he was. Merry Christmas, Miha, he said. I then moved so I was lying on my back, and I opened my arms to him. He leaned forward and he hugged me tight. Merry Christmas, Grandpa, I replied. He reached for my hand, but I didn't feel his touch. I watched him go back toward the curtain entrance to the top, and then beckoned me to follow him. I climbed out of bed and chased after him. He takes my hand and leads me down the hallway, where I see a huge Christmas tree and presents everywhere. It was beautifully lit, and right in front of the presents, I see a pink bike with pink ribbons on the handlebars. My bike! I cried happily. I woke up to my brother shaking me and jumping on the bed. Wake up, Anna! Wake up! It's Christmas! I shot out of bed, dream forgotten, and followed my brother down the hall. I look and see a huge Christmas tree and piles of presents all around it. It was beautifully lit, like magic. And then in the front, I saw a pink bike with pink ribbons on the handlebars. And just like in my dream, I shouted, My bike! Looking back on it now, I'm not too sure what to make of it. Even to this day, I've always thought of it as my grandpa coming to wish me a happy Christmas. I can say that I've had a few more dreams like this in my lifetime. I'm not psychic or anything like that, although I am autistic.
I would like to start off by saying that this is from my dad's personal experience. It was around Christmas time, and my parents were out celebrating. My parents had left my brother who was 16 and my sister who was 15 in charge of me, and my oldest brother who was 18 had moved out, and my youngest sister who was 7 years old was gone for a sleepover. So it was just the three of us at home. My siblings decided to invite over some friends since my parents would be gone pretty late, and I decided to go next door to play with my cousin. My siblings decided to do a seance, and if you're not sure what it is, it's basically a game to communicate with the dead. My siblings and their friends tried to communicate with a young girl who had been raped and murdered, and a boy who was in cadets that died from an illness. Apparently nothing really happened when they tried to communicate with the girl, but when they summoned the boy, that's when shit started happening. They said they heard footsteps start from my bedroom stumped down the hallway past them and then disappeared in the corner of our living room. That spooked them and they decided to quit. That's when scarier shit started happening to my dad and he doesn't really believe in the paranormal stuff for ghosts. So one morning he was up getting ready for work and everyone else was in the bed sleeping. My dad sat at our table across from the hallway rolling cigarettes for work when he realized he saw a shadow appear from my bedroom, then disappear into the bathroom. He didn't think too much of it, and he thought it was just his mind playing tricks. But then something even scarier happened to him a few nights later. He was really tired from work that day, so he decided to go to bed a little earlier that night, and this will be important in the story for later. He had one of those digital radio clocks that shines red, my dad said that he started falling asleep, when all of a sudden he had a feeling that he was being watched. He opened his eyes, and he saw two red dots by the closet. He figured it was just the light coming from his clock, and he said he decided to turn on his opposite side, but that he couldn't shake the feeling like he was being watched. So he turned back over to the other side again, and got the fright of his life that he'll never forget. There in front of his face was a creepy smiling face with red eyes just staring right at him. I don't know how that didn't scar him for life. What topped everything off and how we found out about the seance is my mom got a new lamp and decided to put it in the corner where the spirit disappeared and the lamp would flicker on and off all the time. My siblings decided to come clean and that's when my dad told everyone what happened to him and it gets even worse. One of our family cats died in the exact same room. My mom told me that he choked on something, but I honestly believe it was something else that happened to him. Poor little guy. Oh, and in case you guys are wondering what happened to that house, my dad inherited a house from his parents, so my childhood home is almost torn down. It still creeps me out to this day knowing that there were spirits in my childhood home and I always wonder where they'll go when it's all gone. Will they follow us to the new home? I really hope not. When I was a kid about eight or nine, I lived in a house that was about 50 years old. The house was a bit worn down, but my dad for the most part remodeled the entire thing. Everything was normal, besides the fact that I was never able to sleep there and to begin with, I never wanted to move there. It just felt uneasy to me. After about one month of living there, everything just started to get weird. 
It was around Christmas, and my mom and I were sitting in the living room watching TV, watching some Christmas movie. And all of a sudden, one of the candy canes on the tree flew across the room so hard that the candy cane actually shattered. Also, it wasn't one of those cheap candy canes either. It was a very hard candy cane, one that was really hard to eat. And almost 10 minutes after that, we had a wreath above our kitchen nook, and all the ornaments fell down at exactly the same time. None of them broke because they're plastic, but still, it was really scary. More things like this happened often. One of the ones that scared me the most was when one day, when me and my brother were getting ready for bed. My brother was taking out the trash, and I was getting ready to brush my teeth and go to the bathroom. I had just gotten into the bathroom. My brother had just closed the door to go outside, when all of a sudden the door just started shaking. I then heard a very low growling sound. I have seen and heard multiple animals all throughout my life, and I've never heard something that sounded like that. It was terrifying. Also, the growling didn't stop until my brother had gotten back into the house, and all of a sudden, it just completely stopped. I had immediately ran outside to my mom because it was terrifying, and more stuff like that started to happen. I also saw a little girl in the hallway, and I would see dark shadowy figures inside my room. This went on for a long time, and my mom would always say that there was nothing in the house and it was completely fine, but myself and my older brother knew that something was wrong. Even my cousin was never able to sleep there. She said that she would see and hear things, but my mom would always say that there was nothing wrong. We moved out of that house after about five years of living there, and almost right after we moved, my mom had told me that that house was 100% haunted, but she just never wanted to tell us anything because she knew it scared us. Even thinking about and seeing pictures of that house brings back all the bad memories. Sometimes I think I can still see the shadows, but it's just my mind playing tricks on me. But it really was terrifying living in that house. I don't think I'll ever be able to forget it. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night, everyone. And remember, to always...